Hello, everyone. This is Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks for being here, Marina. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Uh, Brian has an announcement. I do have an announcement. Uh, it is the topic of today's podcast as well. And Good Dog Workshop is hiring. We are looking for a new behaviorist trainer, whatever you want to call it. Um, to help um, us in our expanding business here. We've been doing doing a booming business for the past eh, COVID, COVID years, yep. two and a half years or so. Um, and I want to say that is in no small part to you, Marina. Thank, Thank you. you so much for, for making help making this happen. Um, but we, we also want to talk about kind of what we, what we do so people understand, you know, people who are curious about, uh, about maybe considering working in the in the dog field or, or even submitting an application to us what it is that we do because I'm sure to... well I think a lot of people um, think oh I want to be a dog trainer I get to play with dogs all day and um, there's a lot more that goes into our day-to-day -day than just that there is a whole lot of that yeah. a lot of playing with dogs sure. which is of course why we commit ourselves to this labor of love um, but we should tell you everything else that goes on behind the scenes, so to speak, so that uh, anybody who's interested in becoming a dog trainer for us or otherwise understands what that might look like. So, um, you really look for someone who's a bit of a self-starter. Yeah. Cause, cause it is, it is, it is, um, by the, by policy, by, by regulations. I mean, um, it is an independent contractor, uh, position so it's not it's not a a, um, a full-time position it's it's a part-time position so I want someone who can you know uh, do their own do their own scheduling who is when they're out in the field working with a client they're autonomous it's not like I'm going to be there holding anyone's hand you're you're kind of doing your own thing and as things change as a dog does this or a person does that something new pops up you have to be able to to shift and go with the flow and you know, so it's not a by the numbers type of type of job. It right. really, it really is kind of, kind of being able to to think on your feet, which is which is important in in uh, in being a good problem solver, at least in in this field. I think it's also important, um, you know, for somebody who wears your logo and represents your business, that uh, they're, you know, answering their phone calls, their clients who are uh, following up with their phone consultations and right. Um, I get a lot of client phone calls directly to my number and um, like that you're not worried that those are being answered just because they don't go through you first. So the independent contractor position means, uh, you know, managing a lot of your own clientele, even though it's under good right. dog workshop. Yeah, there, there is quite a quite a bit of a autonomy there. Um, but yeah, so to sort of call it you know, the position we're kind of looking for a self-starter here is, is, is certainly true to a, to a certain extent. Um, but you, you know, you'd be, you'd be part of a team and, and I kind of think of it as a, as a family because how I hired Josh, how I hired you, you know, initially how I hired uh, Carlos and a number of other people over the years was um, kind of a, kind of a kinship of someone who cares about dogs as, as much as I do. Right. Um, Cause that's ultimately what we're here for is to, is to help dogs. Um, first and first and foremost, um, but to, but also have a have a good relationship with with the people that that we're working with. Um, you know, to be able to to trust that person to know that they're not going to say anything 
um, you know, inappropriate or, or distasteful in front of a, in front of a client, um, that they will have a solution for, for whatever, you know, client dog that they're, that they're working with. Um, but also, also a very high level of respect for not only the clients, but for, but for each other. And I have to say in all the, all the time that you and I have spent together and, and, uh, and that I've spent with, with Josh, um, I don't think I've ever had a single argument with either of Mm -mm. you and, and maybe, maybe a disagreement, but it's been more of a debate than anything else. Sure. A conversation. And so, you know, smarter businessmen than me say, no, you shouldn't look for that in, in hiring. Okay. I'll, I'll take that as, as maybe a rule, but it's something that, um, that doesn't seem to apply for me because I like the relationships that, uh, that we have. And, and it is, it is something where I can just say, okay, you know, Marina, these are your points for today. Let me know when you're done. And I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. And to me, that's, that's a, that's a, a very, uh, it's a, it's a nice way for, for me to, to continue going about my business of doing the administration work, making the phone calls, you know, whatever I may need to do during the day to keep the business going. But knowing that you or Josh or whoever else is out there is doing what you need to do and, you know, has, has my full trust in that. And I think, right. I think that's, a, that's a really cool relationship. It's nice on your employees and too, I can say, you know, having an employer that trusts you right. so much, but also you feel like you can turn to if you don't know the answer or you're, um, you want that second opinion, sure. not completely sure of where to go um, with a dog's training plan or the best way to approach a client. I feel like when I give you a call and talk about um, my appointments or ask questions, I'm continuing my education oh, okay. um, instead of being nervous that I don't have the right answer and that the hammer's going to drop on me for that. So it's nice to have that working relationship from my end too. Sure. And yeah, and you've, and you've had different previous jobs where it, it was different. Yes. And, and may, and maybe at times wasn't, wasn't so pleasant. Well, I, I appreciate you, you saying that. And it's been, it's been very few and far between, but there have been a few where you've actually called me or texted me in the middle appointment because something has come up. And the most recent one that I can recall was the dog had a person's name. What, what that Are you shit? sure it wasn't Rocky? The... the I remember walking this dog away from his owner. Um, I'm thinking of the one that, that got that grabbed your coat. Oh, isn't that more? Isn't that the most recent one? Oh yeah, that is, isn't it? <laughs> I I could you, you know that was good enough of a reason to call you, yeah. but I worked with the dog longer than that and couldn't figure out why it happened. Right. So, so tell, and that's tell, why I tell our listeners here just a quick, quick lead up to that. Well, Brian would tell you that I'm a whippersnapper. Yes. And I read his notes and I knew that the dog had um, jumped and grabbed a guy's coat on a walk. But this dog is a Newfoundland. And I'm like, they don't do that. Right. They don't. They don't. Um, so I thought, I was thinking to myself, it had to have been a fluke. It had to have been... You know, the, the dude was weird, approached the owner weird. I for sure wasn't thinking this is an outright aggression issue with sure. a Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to treat the dog like any other dog and get him out of the car myself. Um, and I think there was miscommunication, even a language barrier between me and the owner about what my intention was and if that would be the best way to approach this dog or not right um long story short version he jumped out of the car 
and he weighs probably what I do, grabbed my coat and was shaking me. And and the owner had to pull him off of me. And I was like, cool, I'm going to get a muzzle. (laughs) Um, So... uh, on the one hand, I'm like, bad Marina, I should have been a little more careful. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I'm like, well, I didn't want, I don't want to psych myself out of being right. able to work with a dog like that. So I took a deep breath and was like, all right, I understand this happened. I'm not going to hold it against this dog until I know more about him. And right. I'm going to treat him like any other client of mine until I see something or feel it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that should change my mind about this dog. Um, so I don't know. But, but you called me how soon after that? Did you get the muzzle on the dog first? I got the muzzle on the dog. I walked him around the block. He was responding to me on a prong collar. Okay. And I couldn't figure out why he did it. But as I recall, you sounded a little bit freaked out when we... Mostly because I couldn't figure out why he did it. Okay. So I was like, for one, uh, I just got lunged at. Yeah. <laughs> by a big dog. Yes. By a, a dog my size. Yeah. I was like, whew, okay. Um, I, maybe I was a little freaked out because if it had been the summer, that would have been a really bad and, yeah, injury. And you, and you didn't have a, a, a thick coat on. And you Thank know, you, maybe, Carhartt. Yeah. yeah not that, a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor, but uh, but a very durable coat. Um, and, and, so, and so what I would like to, like our listeners to take away from this is, you know, we are laughing about it now because it is, it's, a, it's an incredible story. Um, Marina's fine. Something else could have happened, but this this is the job, and so we need people who are willing to to you know in a sense put themselves at risk to a certain extent. But, you could wade in a little bit better than I did. <laughs> yes, and and uh, the 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 people the couple that had four dogs and that hound that that bit you on the finger. Yes. Yeah. So so that one was one where you you did it completely wrong. You you. <sighs> You jumped in because you're a whippersnapper and you're young. And I was like, no, I'm just going to hang back. And, and so, so you got bit in the finger. We knew, I knew that was going to happen. Oh my God. It but, was but, not that bad. but my, yes, that's right. <laughs> it's not that bad. So, so that's the, that's the kind of attitude we want is someone who, someone who's not afraid of life. Someone who understands well, that. Not afraid of dogs. Yeah. Both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone who is not afraid of dogs, but also not afraid of life and, and, and willing to take on a, take on a challenge. Um, but yeah, we, we certainly try and mitigate these things. The, the little, uh, this little floofy thing that I was working with, with yesterday. And I love, I love this little dog and the, and the client, um, Jamie and whatever the guy I can ever, why can I never remember the dog's name? I don't know. What are we uh, Mosby. About? Oh, okay. Yeah, Mosby, this little guy who was from uh, the Falkir SPCA. Um, when I first got there, he was lunging and, and pulling on a leash every time he saw a dog. And so uh, he wasn't, they had him on a harness, and I hadn't put a slip collar on him yet because I wanted to see how he would do on the harness. And he wasn't responding to that. It wasn't responding too much to sound, a little bit to body language. And then I reached down to pop him with my fingertips, and he turned and went, Hurr. That happened to Jake yesterday. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. so when these little dogs give me that little terrier-type growl, I'm like, I'm getting gloves yeah. because these guys have no problem putting teeth on and really sinking in deep. So I put on my gloves because – and I've got three sets of gloves. I've got, like, regular work gloves, which can take a nip, okay, but not a bite because I, I have holes in some of these gloves because I used them when I should have used a heavier glove. And then I've got some electrician's gloves that are pretty thick – and then I've got the heavy-duty bar- German Shepherd bike gloves. Yeah, yeah, these these Kevlar line things that that it would be hard for a dog to get through. I hope. 
Um, and Hasn't so, so that's that's something else that uh, that we're looking for is someone who knows when to move forward to impress a dog and, and when to hang back and to be able to watch that. And no, you can't know this every single time because, you know, we do, we do make mistakes. We do miss cues. But with this Newfoundland, that was a weird one. That was weird. You, you called me and I jumped in the truck and came over. And I could tell when we were doing the, the exercise where um, he loaded the dog in the back, in the back of his van and... Um, and I, I wrote it in my report you and did. I you, used expletives. That's right. You did, you did write that report. I appreciate that. Um, <sighs> and uh, we were trying to replicate it to see if he would lunge because someone is getting into the van with him. And I, I kind of looked at you and you're like, I'm not doing it again. I man. don't think you realized exactly <laughs> what had happened. No, I did realize. I didn't know. And, and I'm going to call you out on this. So I apologize, but it helps explain the story. I didn't know how shaken up you were by that. Well, I, I hide it. Yes, yes, you. you <laughs> so did, that I can work with the dog. You did hide it well, but when you when you gave me that look, I'm like, okay, I'll do this. So I just. Well, like, you said. <laughs> what? Go ahead. You. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, you want to make the podcast about this? <laughs> <laughs> we were standing there. He was in the car. I think I was holding the leash, and you were like, "If you want to have some fun with him," and you looked at me with a challenge, and you were like, "Get in there with him," and I was like, "Man, I already had fun. It's your turn." <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that pleasant in your mind. It was. I didn't write it that pleasant on the report okay. either. <laughs> you thought that was funny, though. I, yeah, because I, I, I really, I really didn't understand until that moment how how taken aback you were by that. Maybe most shaken up my, is too strong. Most for. of my taken aback, shaken up. You could call it whatever you want. Uh, was I don't. I couldn't read could, if it was going to happen again. Yeah, why would he do that again? And so, and this is something else. Again, going back to um, uh, what we're looking for in, in a in a new hire is someone who can read a situation and know this dog is about to change for me, or this person just did something and their dog is about to you know respond to that. And I wasn't reading any of that in that moment, and no. I don't doubt that you weren't either. So, with the dog in the back of the van. And you had been working with the dog for probably an hour or so. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, so you've you've gotten in some, you know, some repetition, some time with that dog. And so I just kind of, you know, walked up to the van and got in and sat next to him, and he didn't do anything. He growled at you. Did he? I had to pop him. I thought that was later. Maybe. I thought it was it was like a a little bit after I got in the in the van. He relaxed with you in the van. He, get for some reason being taken in and out of it, he would grumble at, at us even if he didn't lunge and bite. Right. Again. And and we we still don't have enough of the history because the the wife was in was in the van and there was there was an issue there where she might have presented a weakened state so the dog might have being in the van might have felt like he needed to be the But you think the that he was that. and this would make it this would explain why it's so difficult to understand when he's going to act this way, you think he was trained to do it. Right. So, so fast forwarding to the, to the end in, in our discussions after this, this dog to me came across like, this is my training. I need to do this, but I don't want to because nothing else in how we worked with him um, got him to the point where he would do that. His demeanor, I mean, the breed, the Newfoundland, they just, they just don't do that. Schutzen training in Newfoundland is like putting off-road tires and lifting a Mazda Miata. Yeah. Can it do it? Yes. Should, should it? You? No. No. And, and so the, the further background on that is, is he had, the owner had sent, had gotten the dog or sent the dog off to training. There was some indication that the dog had. No, no. So that was the previous owner. Okay. 
And we know very little about this dog's training because his previous owner committed suicide. Ah, okay. So there's there's a number of layers here. But anyway, something about this and and again, this is this is this is probably the hardest and maybe, you know, one of the the kind of frustrating parts of, of my job is explaining what what I'm feeling from dogs and how the information comes to me and I can put it together and 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 know or at, or at least believe that this is this is the answer. So right now this is one of those moments. I couldn't tell you absolutely this this dog was trained to for attack training, but I bet that someone somewhere along the lines did some kind of some kind of t attack or guard protection training with this dog. And how many times have I ever said that about a dog? Twice. Okay, in in all of the hundreds of dogs that we work with together. So this isn't this isn't something that I throw out all the time like so many you know, kind-hearted rescue people think, oh, well, we feel this dog might have been mishandled or abused. No, people say Neglect that. Neglect is, is bad enough. Yeah, people say that about everything. But, but um, you know, for for us to say that this dog probably did have some attack or guard dog training is, that's really saying something because it, it was something that just didn't match the rest of this, of this dog. Um, I, I should say that most of our appointments are not like the two you just described. Oh, no, most of our appointments are... I wouldn't say boring because we like what we do, but yeah, pretty, pretty simple and, and not exciting in this, in this fashion. Right. Um, um, but, but getting, getting back to the, to the topic here is we're looking for people who like a challenge like this and aren't turned off by it. Um, and, and are willing to, to, uh, to take risks for the betterment of the dog that is in front of them in that, in that moment. And, and, that is the, the key that anybody who's applying to Good Dog Workshop should understand is that when Brian created this company, number one concern is the well-being of the dog. So after my appointments, you know, if it, it was a particularly challenging one because... Um, and we talked about it with this one too. Right. What, but, you're, what you're about to say. We did. Um, where it Where the question is, can the owner fulfill the dog's needs and then yes this is this is dog the dog going to, be, going to be okay yeah um and brian asked me that question often and sometimes difficult to answer because if not his current owner then who but that's this company's number one concern is advocating for animals that do not have their own voice yeah. number two is obviously the client their needs and making sure that they can live harmoniously with their pet right um and it's a, you, it, you notice you don't hear like money <laughs> <laughs> or uh fame on that list uh so anybody applying to good dog workshop should understand that that's those are the values of this company and that's why when you put qualifications on this ad the number one um quality you want in your trainer is integrity yeah Number two, honesty, and number three, reliability, so that your trainers continue to carry out that mission. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you saying that. There's, and I got, I, I got the integrity from, uh, from a Warren Buffett quote years ago, where he said, um, when you're looking for, for employees, um, you want employees with um, uh, integrity, uh, passion, or drive, and intelligence. And if they don't have the first one, the other two will kill you. 
Mm-hmm. And and so so that has to be a priority. Is you know someone who who is who is honest, who is trustworthy, who is who is reliable. You know everything that that integrity em, embodies. Um, but you know to me, part of that is that is that relationship, that familial relationship where we get along. Right. And so there's you know there there isn't there isn't negativity when when we're together. And um, you know when you and I work together, when Josh and I work together, I don't know if you've worked with Josh recently but every time one of us is you know two of us are working together we have a great time it's like we we feed off of each other's energy and and positivity and ugh, i don't want to sound like one of those one of those people because <laughs> i'm not i'm not a flower child or anything but but we really have a good time when we're when we're working yeah. together and and that's and that's how i want to want to continue to um to grow the business and 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 foster um our relationships with um with each other like we do with our, with our clients we want to have a good relationship with our with our clients as well so that we can um you know check on them and you know uh and they can they can feel free to to say hey you know i had this question about a dog whatever so it's a it's a it's a very pleasant relationship not just our clients need to be able to trust yeah. someone walking into their home Absolutely. and putting their hands on their dog it's, it, it's a and that's a that's an excellent point it's a very personal business yeah because oftentimes whether we ask or not, clients are telling us stuff that's very personal to them that is important for us to know in order to problem solve. You know, the, um, uh, the person that, uh, that I talked to, talked to recently had that, that, um, that wasn't my client initially, um, had told me that she had been, uh, she'd been bitten or chased or terrified some, somehow by a dog when she was, when she was very young and something that another dog did uh, triggered that memory in her and she got really upset when she said that and i'm not trying to be anyone's psychologist but that kind of information is is not only impactful but super helpful for us to know how to steer the conversation to to help someone and that's the kind of stuff where i think some of that can be trained but one thing that i don't believe can be trained in a person is empathy yep and you and i should probably add this to the list even though that's kind of weird on a uh, on a on a job uh job posting is you have to have empathy not only for for the people but the dog as well and to be able to to understand how would i feel if this was the this was the the household the energy that i was sorry sasha's doing her thing again um if if i were the dog and living in this environment you know with with this level of exercise with these people whatever it is so i think empathy is really really important um as well it it's one of the biggest ways that you and I problem solve too. Sure. Because if you can understand the dog and what their needs are, you can understand how they need to be fulfilled. Right. Um, but I think we should talk a little bit more about um, what our schedules every day sort of look like. Because under responsibilities on this ad, you have, you know, calling clients, gathering information, scheduling training sessions, you know, things other than playing with dogs. Right. And, and so to your point... Uh, I texted you what time this morning? Was it nine, eight thirty? Oh, was it nine? I I was on the phone from seven thirty on. Yes, and so and so, which is not every day, but no, it was it's not today. it's not every day. But but you had your first thought, your first text back to me was, "I've been on the phone since I woke up," and that's really rare. But that's something that I want to be able to offer our clients is if you've got an emergency, if you're concerned about something call us, you know, and we, we will answer or we will get back to you right away. Cause yeah. We, and I woke up and, and the phone call I got, I saw the client's name and I was like, Oh no. Right. And it was, my dog's got in a fight. 
Right. And they're in the hospital. And I'm like, okay, let's go through this. Right. So you, so you spent time on the phone with her and then something, another call came up and it just kept going and going and going. And so you had like a full day's work before you even had breakfast yes. or even walked your dogs, yeah. which is really unusual for, for either of us. Yes. Well, I, I almost think of that as part of the job because number one is we can't be asking our clients to do something we can't do. And our clients oh, sure. work, you know, regular nine to five jobs and have difficulty, you know, etching in time to exercise their dogs. Not only is it important for our dogs, especially Sailor, to be exercised in order to perform their job well, right. but we need to be stewards of good dog ownership. So, yes, number one thing in the morning after coffee is walking the dogs. And then that's the last thing I do after a busy day, even though I've been walking and training mm -hmm. other people's dogs all day. Yeah, and, and, and tired and cold or, or, you know, wet from the rain or, or whatever. Um, we, do, we do practice what we, what we preach, and that's something else that, um, that has to come with, with any applicant is, okay, if you don't have a dog, that's different. And I, I'm, that's going to be an interesting conversation for applicants who don't have a dog. But, you know, we've got plenty of dogs to test them. But if you have a dog and you're not walking it, yeah, you don't need to bother submitting an application to us because that, that, doesn't, that doesn't fly. Sure. Um, you if know, you're if, not walking it because it uh, runs like a scent trial every day or, you know, performs some other crazy job like search and rescue, then that's one thing. Yes, but but we really just like we teach our clients, we really want our our applicants, our our staff, to to you know do right by their dogs, to provide for their dogs, and one of those things is at the top of the list. Got to get out and explore the world with your dogs, and right. and, and you know um, just get out there and and walk the dog. And you know I'm doing it three three and a half miles a day with with my wife's help, of course. So sometimes she does it, sometimes I do it, sometimes we do it together. You're doing what at least five miles a day, probably with Sailor. Um, and that's mostly by yourself. Yes. So you're putting on even, even more miles. Um, so that's, that's necessary too. And I didn't even think to add that to the, uh, to the posting here is, well, I think that you put, um, at least in the questionnaire, you know, how, what is your dog well behaved? I did, I did put the ability to walk dogs two miles on leash. Okay. So, but that, that's more for, you know, uh, 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 a more heavily engaged training session, but, uh, but yeah, so, so be able to, um, not be able to, but, but be walking your dogs every day. That's a, that's another, another requirement, although it is kind of, kind of odd. So I so, think it could be umbrellaed under just sure. are are you a good dog owner? The way that we try to help our clients to yeah. be, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Practice what you preach, something, something like that. Um, so, so your general day, is what then? Uh, wake up, walk the dogs, few phone calls, answer text messages, mm -hmm. especially if I got some late ones the night before. Mm. Um, sometimes write reports. <laughs> sometimes, not often enough. <laughs> um, we we sorry for the our listeners. We talked about that previously in a recording that I botched because I wasn't paying attention to the time on the, the card and it got full. Um, Writing reports is, is one part of the job that neither of us likes. And right. in talking to Paul of Beard Meets Dog in Dorset, UK, call him, he's awesome. Uh, Paul also does not like writing reports, it sounds like. It's just tedious. I, I don't. Yeah. 
I, you know, it, it's important. It's important to do, and I won't get into all, all the details about that. But that's something that you have to do if you're if you're if you're going to work for a good dog workshop. And you don't have to be the best writer, but you certainly have to be able to to piece together coherent sentences. And it can't be like you're texting, like how people text. Right. Like U is spelled Y O U, not just letter U. And punctuation exists in life. Yes. And so I like to see punctuation as well. Um, so that, that is one of the, one of the requirements is, is, is written communication after, um, after appointment. So sometimes you will break up your day with, with your reports. Yes. Usually then, the morning. Um, and, and so, so you'll, your first appointment is usually what, no earlier than nine thirty. Yes. Normally day. my first appointment is 10 AM. Okay. Um, and depending and on driving, that, that's likely, yeah. Depending on driving, I, I'm normally out of the house dogs walked by nine, nine thirty. Okay. Um, that appointment is typically two hours and then get my dogs out, load them back up in the car, travel again to likely the next appointment, which is probably between one and two o'clock. Right. Um, and if I have three appointments in a day, uh, then the next one is in the evening. If so, not, there might be a big break in the day because right. most people uh, require evening appointments yeah. where you and I are either doing podcasts, um, writing reports, writing hopefully. reports, talk. Well, more often answering emails, yes, more phone calls, and, and texts. Th those phone calls, f a lot of them for me are previous clients, right? And then every once in a while, someone gets my phone number directly, mm -hmm. and it's making new appointments. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a website submission that you send to me that I, I have to make that appointment. Um, right. Sometimes I put together learning material for my clients. So I'm sending them um, links of videos, links to tools that I think that they should use and okay. implement videos of me using those tools so right. that they're used appropriately. Um, every once in a while, a client asks for um, a written report or reminder after an appointment so i'm doing that yeah some review notes or something yes um and then sailor is pretty demanding too like he's being right now yes he's at the door he's like uh can we get out of here i need something so getting him out um or you and i might spend the middle of the day at the spca doing behavior evaluations for them and i, I think i put that somewhere here on the application and that's not something that i i don't know is is fair or reasonable or even legal to demand, but I want someone who wants to give back to the community, someone someone to come work for us who who is happy to to put in, you know, an hour or two a week at the SPCA or helping helping dogs or, or the dog world in, in some fashion. Again, to me that speaks to the character, the integrity of the person is is this matters to me. Even though I do this for for a job, I see the need out there. These dogs need help. You know, we could we could um, instruct some of the some of the people at uh, at a at an animal shelter or help a rescue out or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm glad glad you mentioned that because that that is important to to me. It's not it's not a requirement. It's not a deal breaker, but it's something that certainly um, is is pretty desirable to right. to to have around us. I like that type of mentality. And also, we just enjoy it. Yeah, I I do. I I kind of. I kind of get recharged going to the at least the Falkir shelter. Yeah, you know it's a it's a it's a nice and nice environment for me to be around and feel. And also, you know they're getting new dogs all the time, so oftentimes we're there and <clears throat> and they want us to to evaluate a dog. So right. you know we can we can also also do some good 
um, in addition to just kind of getting getting a recharge there, letting our dogs out, that sort of thing. So you had mentioned you had mentioned getting sailor out in between appointments because a I don't know, a lot of times what percentage it would be. Sometimes you don't get, we don't get our dogs out for appointments or we don't get right. them out for very long. Right. And that's because. And these are like tools. I mean, not only do I care about them and their well-being to start with. Yeah. But there are also tools. There are assistance. That need to be well-maintained. Sure. And Sailor especially. Mm-hmm. Because Sailor's job is to be dominant towards other dogs. His fuse gets shorter if he his needs haven't been met that day. Right. So he can withstand a lot more instruction and he can focus more on work if he's been let out and exercised and not just right. napping in the Subaru all day. Yeah. Um, and I know that, so I have to do that with him. And then, of course, Sasha requires her own maintenance, like right. trying to balance her, her sleep, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that, that's where, the for me, the line blurs between right. personal and business. Mm-hmm. But that's how much this job means to me. I think I told you, you know, if you fired me tomorrow, I'd be a dog behaviorist. It's <laughs> it's just like the first thing anyone could possibly know about me. Hi, I'm Marina, dog behaviorist. Right. right? And it, it doesn't matter what setting. So that's the other thing that occurs a lot between or after a day of appointments for me is that's sort of our marketing is me going out with these two. Yeah, absolutely. Even when I'm, you know, out with friends or have a social life, there's business cards in my back pocket. And these two are out there wearing a logo or I'm walking up to people who have another dog. And that's just because that's who I am. Right. It's not anything that was required of me from um, from For, being hired by you. Yeah. It's just who I am, what I like to do. And it has benefited us a lot. Yeah, in, absolutely. And that it, it gets more clients and more attention in our community. So that's what I meant. I hope that it was on this recording of the podcast, but by being a self-starter. Right. Uh, you know, I wear your brand, but I wear it like it's mine. Right. And advocate for it when I'm out in public and people can see me. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's just how someone should think about a small business. Um, you know, I'm not wearing like a PetSmart coat and PetSmart's like this right. big corporate um setting this is your livelihood it's my livelihood mm-hmm. and it's our mission yeah um so that's a badge I, I don't take off oh okay that's a that's a nice way of putting it mm-hmm. well uh, thank you i appreciate that and and you you know that i huh, you know that i know that you're doing all this stuff and and how how much i appreciate it and so i think that that kind of helps um further further deepen the relationships that I want with my staff was we want, we really want, we really have the same mission Yeah, is we want to help dogs and we want to grow the business and we do make a good living doing this. I, oh, yeah. I know a lot of people in this line of work make a lot more money. I know even more people who make a lot less money. Um, but it's, but it's not about the money first and first and foremost. And yes, we do want to want to grow and, and eventually expand and, and do this, that, and the other, but which does take money, but that's, that's not, you know, the primary reason we're doing this. We're doing this because we're helping dogs and it is, we help one dog at a time. You know, it's, it's like every, every other, every other journey, Paul, you can yeah. take a drink for that one. Um, every other journey you, you put one foot in, you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you put one foot in, in front of the other and pretty soon, you know, you're, you're halfway done or you're all the way done. So we're, we're helping our dogs and people one at a time. And, um, and that, that's, that's really, that's really important to me. And I, I want that to, to be a part of anyone who, who joins our team. That being said, we also are looking for, uh, you know, a part-time, a freelancer accountant and also some kind of videographer photographer and and a marketing specialist um, because we need to have have more content out there because of the social media world that we live in um well everyone else apparently lives in it and you and (laughs) you and i yeah i i actually try to avoid it because i i I disagree with so much of that out there but um, i try to be on it but you can hear in this podcast how much i'm on my phone the last thing i want to do is scroll over to instagram yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, but you know, we, we get tons of business through word of mouth, tons of business through the SPCA, tons of business from the local, um, our local veterinarians. Um, I mean, really all over the County, pretty much everyone in Warrington. Um, and, and a lot of business from our, from our Google, uh, reviews and, and other, other reviews out there. And so far we have nothing but perfect reviews. You know, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm very pleased, but that's, that's also, you know, part of that integrity is, is your customer service skills. You know, our, our clients are so important to us that they can't write anything bad about us because, you know, we did such a good job in, in providing for them and, and serving their needs. Um, you know, so that's hopefully that, that gives you a good, some good insight into, into who we are and, and what we're looking for and whether um, applying to us is, is going to be a good fit for, for you as well. Anyone who, who may be listening out there. Um, what you've been saying is you've been looking for someone with that fire, the, someone who wants to do this instead of, oh, I think I'll do this for now. Yes. And that's yes, not, so, that can be difficult to find in any profession. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's someone who wants to make this a career rather than just a, a job or a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when, when I first met you, did you know that, did you absolutely know that you wanted to be in the dog industry or pet industry? When you met me? Yes. Okay. Um, and then after we got to know each other and you were shadowing me on appointments, at what point did it solidify? This is what I want to do. I want to be a dog behaviorist. Um, that's a very interesting question. Cause it, cause it, I knew I wanted to learn your method because I, I wanted to be a dog trainer and I already was. Um, I was just doing board and train, which isn't, I, I was not working with aggressive clients or uh, anxious. Aggressive clients. Did well, you say that properly? Uh, Did you client mean to dogs. Say, oh, okay. Because, yeah, sometimes we do get aggressive clients. <laughs> <sighs> well, I wasn't working with my clients at all. Yeah. They dropped their dog off and uh, went home, and I, I worked on them. But I was just doing leash training and – but when I worked on a behavior issue, it was with a foster. I did not get paid for that. Right. And that's, uh, I've told this story so many times, probably in a couple of podcasts, but that's how you, you came to find me is I was working on a foster that I was in over my head right. with a deaf uh, resource guarding pit bull. And I knew when I saw you without words, communicate to this dog to back away from his p- food bowl, this mm-hmm. dog who would put a hole in me and Salem <laughs> that and he only put a hole in me because it didn't matter that I screamed at him to get off of Salem. Right. Um, and w- we were in the car at the time, and all I could do was throw my hand back yeah, yeah. there. And that's what stopped him was he realized he made contact with me. Right. Um, but I, I was at a loss for what to do. And it wasn't that I couldn't communicate with the, a deaf dog. It was how do I communicate this boundary right. that this deaf dog is trying to communicate back to me. Yeah. Um, and you and... And Juke changed my life because I couldn't 
speak to this dog the way I had been training dogs before. Right. And I wasn't completely comfortable with the way I had been training dogs. It was a balanced uh, okay. form of training, but it felt clunky to okay. me. Lots of treats and... Um, and, lo- and lots of voice, apparently. Lots of voice. Yeah. Um, versus I couldn't use voice with Juke, and then at the same time I happened to meet a trainer who didn't need voice to communicate with dogs. And I was like... The- it it just sunk in. Okay. Like it it felt natural for me to fall into. Okay. And that might not be the case for every trainer out there. This might feel clunky to them, but for me it was right. And I saw how it changed my relationship with my own personal dog. Sure. And I saw how it was changing my relationship with the dogs I was boarding and training mm-hmm. and I it also showed me that I could board and train so much better. Right. By instead of working with a dog an hour a day, bringing that dog into my home right. and letting it integrate into my lifestyle. Yeah, kind of treating it like a foster. Exactly. Or a border that was staying. So, so in all of this, and I, I, I really appreciate what you said there, um, in, in all of this, how, what of that can you tell our listeners who, would, who are considering applying with us um, what kind of they need to know and then kind of what, what they should be should be feeling what should their instincts be telling them and what what is not guiding them towards towards this job that guided you do you understand what i'm saying yeah i would say once you are introduced to this method or if if you already are a natural dog trainer it shouldn't feel clumsy okay it should feel natural and that, I mean, that's how it felt for me. And I think the reason it felt that way is because I now feel like I'm speaking another language. Mm, okay. It, it's it's not trying to get this dog to speak my language. Right. Or trying to get this dog to understand my world. It's let me dip into your world a bit so that I can show you mine. Right. Um, so, so then what, what would someone, you know, maybe considering a career in the dog training business, what what thoughts or what feelings or what convictions might they have or might they not have where you would be that little voice inside their head and say, no, you, you probably want to try something else or no, this is, this is the route for you. And I know that, I know that's kind of a tough question, but can you think of anything specific that you thought of where this helped guide me? But if I had had this thought, then it would have, then I would have heard that voice say, no, absolutely do not do this. I can't think of anything like that for me personally. Okay, but what I would—that's not as helpful. What I would say <laughs> is, is, if you think about it differently than I do, if you want to work with dogs because you want to be around dogs all the time, mm-hmm. that's the wrong way to go about this. Okay. If you want to work with dogs so that you make an impact on dogs, not so that dogs are making an impact on you, then you've got it right. Okay. But if you just want to be around dogs all day because it makes you feel better. You should consider something else and let that be your hobby or what you do at home or your volunteer opportunity. Okay. It's, it will not always be for you. No. no I... When a Newfoundland jumps out of their <laughs> van, when a German shepherd breaks out of its cage oh, and yeah. grabs your arm, it is not for you in that moment. It is only for that animal mm-hmm. that you continue to do that appointment. Cool. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. So 
when when you first were working with work with Juke, or when when you and I were um, were working with Juke that one that one afternoon, and then later on when we had that group session where Doodle Doodle yeah, with where everyone had to pick up the scrappy little feisty long haired uh, dachshund who would snap and put his teeth. You did on, a podcast on it on anyone. Yeah. Okay, what what else in there? made you think this is what I want to do give me the gloves I'm going to put this put this on and you could maybe remember looking around the group saying nah she doesn't have it in her or he's he's not going to do it or can can you kind of think back to that and 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 give her audience some some insight into that I mean for me when when you came to work with doodle I was not the first person to say yeah I'll jump in there and actually Michael was right um he was like, yeah, I'll get in there. And he right. put on gloves and um, he went to go pick up Doodle. I wanted to see it done a few times okay. before I decided how I was going to go about it. But for me, I was like, finally, we're not avoiding this problem. Yeah. Okay. Because it previously was don't touch Doodle, you know, do this with Doodle, try to convince Doodle to follow you out right, for a right, treat. Right. But Doodle didn't always care about a treat. And in the meantime, it was only getting worse and not adaptable. Right. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't know how to train that behavior in a way that was safe because I had been bitten by Doodle before. <laughs> it sounds like everyone had there. Yeah, because you, you start to trust him and then he just would have a moment. But I realized now he didn't trust us and we weren't giving him a reason to or respect or us. Or respect, yeah. Yeah, that's more about respect with him. He didn't respect us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but looking back, I was I just didn't know how how to even begin to earn it. So I was like, oh, finally, here is something to do. Right. And instead of just dart around doodle, don't get bitten. Yeah, just kind of dance around the issue rather than no, we're going to dive right in and solve. So so this I'm is glad- a 15 pound dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he he may have been it was one of those small dogs that did put holes in my in my small leather work gloves i'm like i need i need different sets of gloves for different dogs but I, i'm glad you said that so that kind of brings the the word to mind conviction is someone who you know unlike some people that i've, I've interviewed over over the years where um you know they're all in and then all of a sudden they're not and they're like, no, I, I'm going to go do something else. Now we need someone who's, who's, you know, who's dedicated to this and who has the conviction of, uh, I, I want to help dogs and nothing's going to stop me doing that. And, and you kind of had, uh, a slower process than, than one or two other people there. And maybe we're a little more cautious, but I also really like that about you is, is that you, you want to kind of assess the situation instead of just jumping in. There is a time to just jump in. But oftentimes you want to you want to assess before you jump in, and maybe that happens in a split second. But I I really it's respect- faster now. Yes, but yeah, and I mean I mean in just in in general. But I really respected that about you that you that you were taking a more thoughtful approach to okay, let me see this and 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 yeah, you were up for it, but you just weren't you didn't need to be the first person to to do it. And it's not that type of job is yeah, let's go, bring it on. No, 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 we're we're not a SWAT team here. Yeah, you know because. Not only do we need to be cautious with the dogs, we also need to be cautious with the people because this is very personal. And whatever I do with somebody else's dog, yep. they have to replicate. I I can't ask just anybody to be like, hey, you should be fine being bitten, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to figure out how willing the dog is to put his teeth on you and then how to curb that in the safest way. 
for somebody not me. Yeah, to be able to replicate it as well or to or to complete that exercise. And that that's what I mean. You can't do this job for you. I'm doing it for that dog and for my client. Yeah. Um and and that was true in that moment with Doodle too cuz I remember um I was not as confident as the first person who got up to grab him. Right. So he did put his teeth on me and shake my hand. Yeah. But I just didn't back down. Right. And I remember either you or somebody else in our group saying, does it hurt? And I said, Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Someone did ask that. And I said, it does. And they were like, I can tell. And I think Michael told me to stiffen my hand so uh, he couldn't get as much of a grip. Right. But I was like, well, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. Because that's not going to help him. So in that moment, that wasn't for me. Right. <laughs> like that, that wasn't necessarily the most fun I'd ever had with doodle, but he calmed down and I felt a sense of accomplishment from right. that. Yeah, you you stuck with it and mm -hmm. was like, okay, well, so what happens next? And in a sense, the the short passage of time happened and Doodle's like, oh, man. By the way, I was wearing gloves. Yes, yeah, you, you were been wearing what I call my middle gloves, my electrician's gloves. Um, but Doodle's like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, I guess I'll just settle down. And it normally works for do <laughs> Doodle. Yeah. God, yeah, he, he was like 10 years old, too. Yeah, he put his teeth on someone and people would just scatter. <laughs> he he walked around like it, too. Yeah. yeah he was he, like, I'm bad. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> okay. So, well, well I, I, I really appreciate all those things. and, and kinda... I don't want to give the impression that, I, that doing this job makes me get bitten all the time. Most mm. of the time, I'm working with a puppy or I'm working with uh, an adolescent dog that doesn't have his manners yet yeah. or a rescue dog that wasn't properly socialized right. so we're working on leash manners and desensitizing them to social situations like most of the time this isn't dangerous right. yeah <laughs> just, just like driving most of the time we're in traffic but right. occasionally we get to be on a country road and open it up and, and really really go to town plus also the stories about the bites that helps people not only understand the extreme edges of this job but also you know makes for good stories sometimes and 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 quite frankly makes makes for a better podcast in some cases because if we talked about it also helps us decompress from those appointments oh yeah it does it does do that so too. thank you audience <laughs> yeah, we, but but we we want to let you in today and 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 give you more information about who we are and and what we do so uh so hopefully we can we can find some good applicants who who want to do this and and uh and and fit in with good dog workshop However, if this isn't for you, but you just want to learn more about it, please give us a call or, or email or, or text us anyway, because we want to help more people get into get into this line of work and do it. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm happy to say and do it better because yeah. there's so many people in this line of work who aren't doing it with uh, with the dogs. The, the dog's needs first and and that that kind of makes me sad so we want to teach more people this is the this is the right way to do it or this is a better way to do it so if you you have any questions any of our listeners out there please feel free to to call or text or email oh yeah i'm supposed to do the outro oh yeah yeah do, <laughs> do that as well <laughs> well on that note if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you want to help spread the word please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to listen and subscribe we're available on Spotify now, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or really wherever you can listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out my Instagram, Marina, for Good Dog Workshop. This has been Brian and Marina, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.